Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, Tanya here, and this week I want to welcome you back to our list of tips that will be found in my upcoming book, Top 10 Tips for Nonfiction Authors. Before our last Worthy Writer episode, we covered tip three to clarify your path. This week, tip number four is to create an outline. So let's get into it. I believe that everyone should create an awesome outline for your book. Even if you feel like you just want to write with the muse and be creative, you can outline that creativity. Remember, you've got a message to share with the world. So how can the world best receive that message from you? How can you make sure that your message is expressed in a way that they can receive it and that it has everything in it for its premier expression. You know, you want your first book to achieve a goal for your ideal reader or your next book to achieve achieve a goal for your ideal reader. So you want to outline that book so that you can more easily write it whenever you choose to, whether you're creative or not, whether you're in a, uh, a mood to write or not, if you have an outline, you can just take the next step, the next list item, the next thing on the roster and start writing. So I, I work with hundreds of authors, right? As a ghostwriter and editor and publishing coach, one of the things that I have often heard especially in my book publishing classes, excuse me, especially in my book publishing classes, I know um, there are authors who come and say, I I, I have a book inside of me. I know I do. I just don't know what it should say. (laughs) I don't know how to get it out. I don't know what to include. I don't know if I should talk about this or that. And Or they're just like, I have this great idea for a book. I don't know where to start. I just sit there and I stare at my screen and it just, screams back at me with all its blankness. (laughs) So it's like, what do I do now? And I think that creating a solid book outline is the solution. Yes, that is just my opinion, but I believe that it really can help you. And, And it doesn't stifle your creativity. It allows you to create structure around your creativity. Now, one of the things that all of my authors that I work with have in common is that they write quality books with positive messages that add value to the world. And one way to make sure that your book makes a huge impact with your readers is to be clear about what you want to say and what you want your readers to feel like after they finish reading your book. And a great way to do that is to make sure that you outline the book so that you know that content is going to be there to fulfill that goal. And one of the reasons you hear me speak of the Bebop outlining course so much is that I truly believe 
that outlining is the best way to ensure that you create quality content that hits the mark. As a quick aside, I even use outlines for lots of other content besides books. There was this time when I was a consultant and a trainer at a women's business center. I, I came in one morning planning to do consulting and they came to me at, you know, five minutes before the hour and said, oh my gosh, can you teach a workshop for us? Because we canceled it and the instructors did not show up, but all the people did. So can you teach this course for us? And I asked for the topic and they told me and I was like, well, I've never taught a course on that topic before, but I'm sure I can do it. Why don't you give me the handout that your instructors were expected to have or use in the program. So they gave me this one piece of paper and it's a three hour workshop. So I said, give me five minutes and then I'll be in there. So I took those five minutes and I jotted down an outline in bullet form on the back of my business card. Okay, so that's how much space we're talking. <laughs> I outlined that course in that five minutes before the program on the back of a business card. I went in and taught that program, had a great session, five ratings, top five ratings. It was just awesome. It was a great event. They were so thrilled and it was, it was tremendous. It went really, really well. And they were like, wow, you must have had all this great content already planned. And I was like, that's the power of an outline. I spent that few minutes I had preparing using an outline so that then when I went into the program, I could just refer to what I had intended to discuss and then go from there. Same thing can work for you in writing your book. That is the beauty of spending time up front to do the planning for what content that you want to present so that you can ensure that all your points get across and just to think through what is it that I want the audience to gain from this? How can I give that to them? Wonderful. Wonderful. Outlining just makes that possible. I also want to share a quick uh side thing for other content that I use in my effective communications courses and the communicate like a leader course that I teach to businesses and corporations and municipalities. And this is just a five-step approach to producing content that you can use with your business communication, your company emails, your messages to constituents, reports to your boss, whatever. And that approach is the D-I-G-O-D. And that stands for defining your purpose, identifying your audience, gather your information, organize your facts, and determine your format. D-I-G-O-D, die God, if you want to give it an actual name. <laughs> but if you know what you're writing 
for? You know, what is the intention of what you're producing? And who are you writing it to? And, you know, in the Bebop course, we really get clear on who I, our ideal reader is. That's part of the reason is when you know who you're writing to, then you can write more effectively to them. Then you gather the information that you need to present to them. And that's what we'll be doing in the outlining process when we're working on our book. We organize those facts. That goes into step five and six of our uh, Bebop course. And then we determine the format of those. When you're writing for business, you could you know, be writing something that's not going to be a book, right? You, you could be presenting information in a variety of different ways. In a business setting, or in any setting, quite frankly, you might want to have a phone meeting based on the information that you need to present. Uh, an in-person meeting, a virtual meeting, an email, or a report. So your appropriate medium is how you're going to present that information that you gathered and organized for your ideal reader or listener at that time. So regardless of, you know, what it is that you're presenting and to whom, you want to have your thoughts collected and organized so that you can ensure that you get your message across. It can work in any setting, whether or not you're writing a book or writing something else. In the Bebop course that I, I tell you about all the time, outlineyourbooks.com, go check it out. But let me quickly itemize some of the, the seven steps that are in that course because some of them are going to be relevant here and we're going to go a little deeper in that. You can go ahead and grab the course yourself and work through it in, in more detail, but I want to just give you an idea. So the f- first step how and why to identify your ideal reader. Step two, establish your book benefit statement. Step three, creating a publishing goal so you can stay on target. Step four, brainstorming your best content. Step five, how to review and distill your best essence. Step six, ways to sprinkle fairy dust and add excitement. Step seven, refresh and rev up your outline to write in the fast lane. Now, let's take a few minutes now to look at step four there, brainstorming your best content. There are several different ways that you can identify what do I need to put in my book, you know, to get rid of that blank screen syndrome or that duh look on your face when you're looking at your computer when you start to write your book. There's several ways to create content, and I outlined three of them in the Bebop course. There are more, but I just wanted to uh, provide a couple of different ways that people tend to think or process when it comes to writing a book and help them to work through that. The goal, obviously, is to get the content out of your head and onto the page, right? Now, you don't have to, that page doesn't have to be a computer page. You know, it doesn't have to be a screen in front of you. It doesn't have to be a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be written longhand. You could literally get up in front of a whiteboard or a flip chart and, you know, write it there. So you can do what we're going to talk about in the next few steps in front of a whiteboard or in front of a 
flip charts down. Do whatever works for you. Have fun with it. Have different colored markers that smell like blueberry and strawberry and all that kind of stuff. Mr. Sketch markers. Man, I used to love those things. I always had those in my uh, presentations because they smell good when you're using them, right? But anyway, so before you start to have a brainstorming session about what content should be in your book, how to outline your content, I truly suggest that you just open yourself up to the flow of creativity and just take deep clearing breaths and just hold it in for a moment and then just release it and just relax with it. And just allow yourself to have fun with creating your best content for your ideal reader. The basic concept to the brainstorming is to gather all those variety of topics that your reader will want to know or that they need to know or that they expect to know after reading your book, given you know, given all the factors that you would have created in steps one through three of the Bebop course, now you're going to look at, okay, given all of that, given the work that I've done, given the identification of my ideal reader, given my goals, given the book's purpose, what is it that my reader should know? What do they want to know? What do they need to know? How do I want them to feel after they finish reading this book? And when you start your brainstorming session that way, then you can just open up to whatever it is that your reader wants from you. And this is just for getting the thoughts down on paper, okay? This isn't about organizing everything in the right way with the first ink mark you make with your pen. We're not trying to be perfect here. We're just trying to get the ideas out, the content, the topics, the thoughts, the buzz points, those important issues that we want our reader to have. So that's what this process is about. So the three ways that we're going to take a look at that is by doing mind map bubbles, the list approach, and then outline format. So let's talk about the mind map bubbles. Here, really simple. This is really great up on a whiteboard or a flip chart, but it worked great on paper too. Here, what you do is you take the title of your book, put it in the middle of your page, put a big circle around it. Then you just think of all the other ideas that are related to that title, things that your reader is likely to want. You just write them down, circle them, write them down, circle them, write them down, circle them. It doesn't matter where you write them. You can have one up on the right, left, up, top, top right, and bottom left, and it doesn't matter. You're just writing them everywhere. As the thoughts come out, just write down a word or two or a phrase that captures that thought and that topic and just scribble them out, scribble them out, scribble them out. Let those ideas flow and have more fun with it. Now, you may find that you start getting clusters, right? You know, you did one little bubble off to the side, but it's got like three little bubbles that just automatically ooze right out of it. So write those things down. What you're trying to do is just capture the thoughts, capture the natural progressions, capture the, oh, if I'm going to talk about this, maybe I should talk about that. Capture all of that and just put that all over the paper. Have fun with that. 
You can use colors if you want. You can use, you know, I want a flower shape for this one and I want a circle shape for that one. Whatever. Have a good time with that. The concept is to just get those thoughts out. Let them bubble up to the surface and come out on your page. All right, the second approach, a lot less exciting, is a list approach. Now I say it's not exciting. It just totally depends on what works for you. Here, with the list approach, you're just creating a laundry list of all the topics that you want to cover. Just a long brain dump, straight down the page, columns of across the page, whatever. You're just writing a list of all the different topics in one linear form, you know, down the page. You're not putting them in order. You're not trying to organize them in any way. You're just getting them all out and laying them laying them down on the page. Third approach is the outline format. And this is for that, you know, really structured thinker who likes to think linearly. Now, when I have taught training programs, I have to say that I tend to do this outline format when I'm creating my content outline for the each module of a session. You have point one, you know, introduction. Then you have one point A and, uh, you know, one point B, one point C, etc. And you're just doing that sub-item one, sub-item two, sub-item three format. And the idea here is you may have a topic that you want to cover. And if you're going to do it in this format, you want to have at least three of those subtopics that would fall under that. And you'll find as you're going along, if you have a topic idea, but you can't come up with any subtopics that would fall under that, then maybe it doesn't have enough strength of its own to become a chapter later in steps, you know, five and six of the bebop process. But it may be something that can then be wrapped into another topic altogether. So... When you're using the linear outline format, then you're, you know, you're doing a topic, subtopic one, subtopic two, subtopic three, etc. And that way you have a very linear process. When you look at it, you're like, "Uh uh-huh, all right, so we have a chapter on finance. We're going to talk about, you know, debt capital, equity capital, and, you know, lines of credit. So now you got three different things, right? So you put that there. You know you're going to cover those things. Then you move on to the next thing. Okay, we're going to talk about marketing. And then we're going to have, you know, all the different three categories that would fall under marketing. So that's an outline format. And I have an outline tool that is um, available online for a few bucks that uh, is also available for people who need to have this structure to put their outlined into. It's just a Word document that you can use to structure that. And check the show notes. I'm sure I'll put something in there for you. But for those who need a more mm, a chapter-by-chapter approach where they're already thinking in chapter hunks, that outline format is a way that uh, captures a lot of people's attention. Whatever way works for you to get that content out of you, that's what we want to focus on. That's what you want to do. Now, keep in mind, though, this whole the rules of brainstorming when you're doing this is it's all good. 
Don't worry about what you put down there. Don't use killer phrases. You know, try to avoid those things. If you have a thought when you're putting something down and you you want to scratch them out or delete them or erase them by saying, oh, nobody's going to read that or, oh, that's stupid or whatever. Don't, don't do that. Just let everything flow out regardless of whether you feel that it'll end up in the final outline for the book. That's irrelevant right now. Just get the thoughts and the ideas down. We're brainstorming here. And that means there's no judgment, no assumption. We're just writing it out as they come to mind. Keep all of them. You know, some of these ideas that you have may be reconstituted later. You know, they may not be relevant at this point in the book, but they may come back as something that could be inserted into one of the other topics or chapters later. Or, as something I have to remind a lot of my clients sometimes is, maybe it'll end up in another book. Something to just keep in mind is that, oh my gosh, you do not have to write everything you know in one book. You can write more books. You can write a sequel. You can write several books. You don't have to put it all in one. You know, I've told the story how I have one client who comes and she's got this, you know, kitchen sink and the neighbor's sink and her mother's sink and a dad's sink all uh, wrapped up in that one book. And it's like, okay, look, how many books are we going to write here at one time? Let's just not fire hose our reader and let's just give them what they need to accomplish <laughs> what it is that you set out for them and outline one book at a time. We can always take this other stuff and make it book two, book three, book 20, book 50. We don't have to do it all at once. Now, one thing that I will do sometimes within uh, an outlining document is as I'm doing the weed through process, as I'm distilling the essence out of the uh, the messages and the topic ideas. Sometimes I'll use the strike through feature, feature that is in you know some word processing programs, where you can keep the text. You can see that it's there, but it's just it has a line through it. You just make it a strike through font, and that way you know it's there. You know what it says, but you also know that you've decided not to use it. So that way it's not trash. You don't just delete it because it could become relevant in some other content at another time. The strike-through feature can be helpful when you don't want to eliminate what you've written, because sometimes those ideas can be fruitful. But you just want to make sure that in this particular outline, for this particular book, I'm not going to use this particular content. Now, when you finish, you can just find all those strikethroughs and cut and paste them into a scraps document for the project. So it's kind of like putting them in a recycling bin for electronic words, right? You just set them aside so that they are there and they are available for a book two or anything else. Because, you know, every once in a while you're like, oh, I, I remember there was this one thing that I thought that could be relevant here. And then you can just go find it in your scraps document, pull it into your original manuscript. Great to have stuff there. Sometimes you write little gems and little nuggets and you don't even realize it until later. And if you've deleted them and literally trashed them, 
then you'll never be able to recall them. Well, not never, but you know, they're not going to be readily available. But if you just set them aside in a scraps document, then at least they'll be accessible should you decide that you need them later. All right, once your brainstorming is finished, then you're going to begin the process of refining and distilling your greatest essence from what you created. And when you keep your ideal reader in mind and your primary book goal and your intentions in front of you, then you can look at each of the items that you wrote down in your brainstorming process and put them against that criteria. Does this help me to achieve my goal with the book? Does this help the reader to feel like they can accomplish this task? Does this take the reader to the next level? And if the answer is no, then you can put them in the recycling bin, right? You don't have to keep it all. Remember, you can always write book two, book three, and book four. And that's another thing to keep in mind because you might have a specific intention for your reader for this particular book. And you realize that some of the content that you created, well, you know, that's really next level stuff. They don't they don't want to know that right now because if they do, then they may trip up or, you know, put the cart before the horse, that kind of thing. So when you have a clear intention of what you want your reader to get out of your book, you can more effectively identify, well, this is putting the cart before the horse. So I'm going to take this out and hold it for book two. Once they've achieved this particular thing with this book, then they'll be able to use that in the next book. Wonderful to have that as a resource. I encourage you to get the Bebop outline process to finish step five and six from this because it really does help you to clarify, refine, and get really in touch with what outline your book should have because then when you do, once you finish that outlining process, it makes writing so much easier because again, you can just look at what's next and write what's next. Look at what's next and write what's next. And that's what um, I have to say. I, I was at a prolific writer's life uh, words count session last week, and it allows you, when you have an outline, look at what's next and write what's next. You can go to one of those group writing sessions that they have there at Prolific Writer's Life, and you can be really productive in your writing session because you know what you're going for. Now you just have to do it. Look at what's next for what you're going for, and then you just do it. And it's a really helpful uh, way to to be productive. So the outline really helps you to be more creative and yet be creative in a structured way so that you can write more easier. All right. It is time now for our abundant author affirmation. Write it down if it resonates with you. Post it wherever you'll see it and say it throughout your day to keep your heart happy and your subconscious mind aware of it. I joyfully create structure around my creativity. I joyfully create structure around my creativity.
with that, we are complete. If you want more creative ideas for outlining your book, I strongly encourage you to check out outlineyourbooks.com and take the Bebop e-course. I've received so many joyful comments from authors who have taken even just the first three steps of that course. I truly believe, and there are seven in it, but I truly believe that that course will add value to you. It'll add structure and it'll add ease to your outlining and writing process. Let me know what outline approaches work best for you. I would love to hear what you have to say about it. Whether it's one of the three that I mentioned, whether it's the five or 10 other ones that you tend to like better, I would love to hear what works for you. And also please take a moment to download and subscribe to our podcast so it can reach more awesome authors like you. We want everyone to have the opportunity to write something worthy. Bye now. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your feedback at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com and we'll catch you next Word Worthy Wednesday.